When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way and yes we are back at you with another episode of Talking Transfers and of course the regular guest is with me Uma Chowdhury. Uma, how are you? I'm good Bailey but then I saw the news just half an hour ago and Bruno Gimmerich is off to Newcastle so right now I'm fuming. <laughs> yes, likewise, likewise. Bruno Gimmerich is set to have a medical in Newcastle. David Ornstein and other reports are, are claiming and it really feels like a smack in the face to Arsenal fans doesn't it Uma? 100%, especially with the fee that's being reported, £30 million or so. And when you have a talented player like Bruno Guimaraes, who Leon did want to sell, if the money was there, um, the teams just need to put the money on the table. And Newcastle have done that. They've given him a hefty salary increase, which Arsenal would have had no issue doing so as well. But then it shows what Edu's doing. Honestly, we, we've got four or five days less than that until the window and we haven't strengthened in the area which was needed midfield um we haven't strengthened up front which is more needed which is more necessary so what's eddie doing but um the bruno gimmerich deal hurts because he was he was a player which edu reportedly loved um he was linked with him for a long time but arsenal have never seemingly stepped up the interest they've basically just gone there and said, yeah, Bruno, we like you, we're interested, but the move has never materialised. And Newcastle, they've 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 taken that, they've made the move. So, I don't know, right now, especially for the price, Bailey, 30 million. I don't know what you think, but... Yeah, 30 million is a, it's a dream deal for January almost. And you said it there, a deal never materialising. And that's been the story of Arsenal's January transfer window, you see with with Dusan Flavich, Alexander Izzat, now Bruno Gomarej. Even yesterday, it said in the last 24 hours, reportedly, I think RMC Sports said that Arsenal were came back in for Gomarej and asked about him after Newcastle's interest. And then, of course, nothing's happened there. But the fact that we didn't really make an offer, do you think we were really that interested in Bruno Gomarej? Because the price being the price being quoted at 30 million, that's the absolute steal for someone you want in a January transfer window. 30 million for a 24-year-old midfielder, a position we deeply need to strengthen. And does that just highlight that maybe Arsenal weren't as interested as we were made to believe? They weren't. Um, not for me. Like I said, Edu, he was probably a backup option, but not even a backup option. Like, they've put all the eggs in the Arfa Mello basket this window, but um, it's not worked out. Um, obviously, Arfa Mello and his team on an 18-month loan deal, but Arsenal are not willing to do that. They'd rather go for a six-month loan deal, which is fair enough, but then you need backup options. You need plan B, plan C. That's what big clubs do, and Arsenal haven't done that um, this window. But then again... Will there be a crazy, crazy deadline day upcoming? Because they do need a midfielder. Arteta has reiterated that for 
how many weeks he's in Colorado, probably in Stan Kroenke's ear saying, I need this, I need this. Don't know if Stan will pull, pull the wallet out, but Arsenal need some additions or they're not getting Champions League football. Um, but there's, there's targets out there, Ruben Neves, that um, they've had reported interest in the past, but that's not going to happen, 100%. Not going to happen because Ruben Neves this season he's been one of the best midfielders in the league and the Wolves will charge 60, 65, 60 million pounds if, if Arsenal won him. Yuri Tillemans, again, same figure. There's been interest that Arsenal won him, but you're going to have to spend a lot of money to get a player like that. One one interesting player that could materialise, possibly Douglas Luiz. Maybe that could be one to watch. Um, there, there has been interest. Uh, in the past, Arteta does seemingly like him, the Brazilian. Um, so that could be one to watch. But right now, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not confident. I don't think anything will happen, if I'm honest. Um, Jack Wilshere loan deal, potentially. <laughs> Jack Wilshere on loan. Imagine the uproar after the players that have been available in this transfer window. And I think you said it there, the three players that we've been linked to, aside from Bruno Gomes. Yuri Tielemans, Douglas Luiz, Ruben Neves, and even uh, Basuma as well. Does that maybe highlight that the reason we didn't go for Bruno Gomes is because we're targeting more of a Premier League Premier League player who has a bit more experience? Because re-signing Gomes, you have to be a permanent, whereas we're maybe we're bringing in an Artur just to, as a stopgap signing. I know he hasn't got Premier League experience, but it'll be six months until then. And then in the summer, we can maybe go for like a Tielemans, a Premier League proven player who can steer Arsenal forward for the future alongside Thomas Partey. Maybe that could be a reason why we didn't go for Bruno, Bruno Gomes, right? No, I think I think I think that is the reason. If I'm honest, um, there has been targets. They were they were Arsenal were looking to get Ruben Neves last summer. They're trying to push that deal. There was huge interest from Arsenal, and I think there was links when Shaka was departing, set to depart to Roma, that Arteta wanted Ruben Neves to replace him, but obviously that didn't materialize, and he's gone from strength to strength this season. Um, but this is the thing with Arsenal at the moment: if Alpha Melo cannot materialize, you need you need the stopgap. You need to move on to the next target. You can't just put all your eggs on one basket. And I think Edu has done that this window. Same with Dusan Vlahovic. He's put all his priority on that signing and it's not materialised. With five days left, we're going shoppy trolling. Remember when, um, in 2011, was it? 2012? Yeah. Mertesacker, Andre Santos. They were all coming through the door. Arteta. And we left it late then. And I think it's, it's going to be a hectic deadline day. But if... if if there was concrete reports that Arsenal have confirmed the deal for Ruben Neves, Yuri Tillemans, and that player is going to sign this summer, 100%, I'd be fine with no Bruno Gimmerich. But that's that's not the case. And we do need bodies in the midfield. Maybe not necessarily right now. I think when any party, Shaka will all come back after this little break that we have. So it's not the immediate priority, but when you compare what we need up front, we need a striker. We need a striker. Lacazette's off fire. Enketia is Enketia. And we're lacking firepower up front. And if we don't strengthen, um, we're not getting Champions League football, 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. And maybe, do you think Arsenal fans are overreacting with the midfield situation? I know the striker is, is, is desperate. With the midfield, Thomas Partey is now back because he's back from the African Cup of Nations. 
Elneny is set to come back in a couple of weeks. We already have Shaka, we have Sambi Lukonga, we have Patino sometimes who can play. Arsenal fans are overreacting. Do we actually, are we in desperate need of a midfielder right now? Is the is us missing out on Guimaraes a big mistake or can we deal with it until the summer and then we can really sign a top, top Premier League target who we're looking for? No, I don't, I don't think it's a big mistake. It just depends what their targets are, what their priorities are in central midfield. Like I said to you, Shaq and Party, they need to remain fit. They need to stop getting red cards. They need to get off the injury table and just away from the sidelines because they're a good partnership. We've seen this season when they play together, Arsenal play better. Um, Man City, we lost, luckily, when those two played, and Everton as well. When Shaka just came back from a um, suspension or injury, whatever it was, we lost. But seemingly, when they play together, they form a good partnership and they're progressive with the ball. So I think it's not an immediate priority. Yeah, it's it's a bit gutting because Bruno Gimrej, I think he'll go on to be a good player. Um Hopefully Newcastle can get relegated and there'll be a clause in his contract <laughs> that allows um, teams to go in for him. But I think the immediate priority for myself, I know for yourself, is a striker. Because right now, we're lacking so much firepower. That chance Lacazette had um, against Burnley, you put any other striker, a clinical, lethal striker, we get the three points. And we go to Dubai, we go to this winter break with confidence, with momentum. So it's fine margins, I think, in this top four race. You look at Manchester United, they have so much firepower. Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford. You've got Tottenham, Harry Kane, Hoon Son said to come back from an injury. But Arsenal just have Lacazette and Enketia. And then, if we're not going to get a striker, he needs to sort it out with Aubameyang. He needs, there's been talk that that's never going to happen. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a relationship that has finished. Um, but I'd rather trust Aubameyang than Lacazette to get us goals, if I'm honest. So sometimes you need to set aside your ego and think what's best for the team. I don't know what's going on between Arteta and Aubameyang, but is it worth um, ruining the prospects of Champions League football? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, a piece is coming up where I'm writing, what I'm writing about at the moment is bringing Aubameyang back into the side if we don't have a striker because for me, that is the only avenue to a top four if we don't send a striker. It's bringing Aubameyang back into the team because I think we saw in the game against Burnley, the Lacazette and Ketcher combo just does not work. You bring in Ketcher on in the 70th minute, no results. And that's, been, that's how it has been for, the, for this whole season. Just no results when you do bring him on. So we do need an additional player in that position and Aubameyang could be that, could be that source of goals. And with Luka Jovic also looking like a deal that's unlikely now after Real Madrid want to yeah. keep him due to Benzema's injury, just so you think strike, signing a striker is off the cards for his chance window? Do you think Arsenal can maybe pull something out of the bag with the last few days as they have done? We done we saw Tommy Yasu as well in the summer, but can they repeat that with a striker? I know it's much harder to to achieve, and especially in January as well. Striker is one of the key positions. Um, everyone wants a striker. It's like a toy. Like when you go to remember when McDonald's used to get the Happy Meals yeah. and that it's like a striker for clubs these days, but um, I don't think we're gonna get a striker. Um, Dusan Vlahovic is over, I think he's gonna go to Juventus. Dominic Calvert Lewin, I know Arsenal like, but you really think Everton are gonna sell their prize asset when in a relegation battle 60 70 million pounds it'll cost. And if they were to sell Dominic Calvert Lewin, those Evertonians will go crazy. Crazy, and then wow. you have potential deals like Jonathan David, 
which I think will be assessed in the summer mm-hmm. because right now he's firing for Lille. He's, he's got a good goal-scoring record. I think he's the top scorer in Liga. Um, he's got a Champions League last 16 tie to come against Chelsea. So he'll be focused on that. Alexander Izak, I wouldn't pay that much money, if I'm honest, for Izak because it's a risk. Um, he could go on to be a good player, but um, it's a lot of money. With Party, the release cause, you, you were getting a player which was ready-made in Thomas Party, £45 million paying that release clause was no issue for me because Party's done it. Champions League, he's done it in uh, La Liga. He's, he's You know what you're getting with Thomas Party. So Arsenal paying that money in a lump sum, I was happy with. But if you're paying £75 million, I think it's reported, for Isaac, his release clause, it's a risk. It's a big yeah. risk because you, as you see with Nicolas Pepe, Sometimes uh, it, it doesn't work out, and we can't be afford to take this risk because imagine we don't get Champions League this season. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is a big risk, like playing a release course for a player. Who, of course, Thomas Party was just still. We knew what he was. We knew what he could bring to the table. And I think forty-five million around that mark is is absolutely still for a player of his quality. Isaac, it's hard to prove if he's ready yet. We know he's a quality player. He's he's equipped with bags of potential, but. Has he really proved that he's worth seventy-five million pounds? Yeah. Now that is that's a huge sum and it is a big risk. Um, so I don't think Arsenal would be willing to pay that. Maybe in the summer he shows because we also see that they're fighting for top four as well in their own league. For they're fighting with Barcelona and Atletico Madrid to get top four, and they're also in the Europa League as well. So maybe then that is a perfect audition to to prove that he is worth the money, and Arsenal can revisit that in the summer. But as as the story is for every striker, revisit in the summer, revisit in the summer, revisit in the summer. But we need a striker right now. I think it's that we need an immediate action. And Umar, if we do, like, what else could be done to ensure that Arsenal get top four in a chance window? What else could be done? Could there be any other moves for any other positions maybe to to try help Arsenal propel into those coveted, coveted Champions League spots? It's a difficult one because the striker market is so, at the moment, it's, it's difficult to get the top signings and there's not an influx of players that you can get and you know they're going to come in and they're going to score goals. Most of the targets are potential strikers, as you've seen, and then you've got strikers who have done it. Like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, if I'm honest. I think he's a good player. I think he's young. I think he'll love to come play for Arsenal. His injury record, there's been talks that um, his injury record may scare suitors off. But I think he just had a toe injury this season. And then after that, he picked up a fight injury as well. So I don't think he has a worse injury record compared to some players. And I think he would come in. And I think Kieran Tierney would love playing with DCO, to be honest. The balls that Kieran Tierney provides, sometimes when you look, no one's in the box. And you need you need your striker to remain in the box. Yeah, I like Lacazette. I like that it works hard for the team. But most of the time, he's near the halfway line. And he hasn't got the pace to get into the box. Because we have so many quick players. Like Smith Rowe, Martinelli, Saka. Lacazette doesn't have the pace to um, catch up with them. But it's, I don't know what Arsenal can do, if I'm honest. Um, I know Tom Canton likes Arthur Cabral from Basel. Um, he's been screaming his name. Um, and the reported figure um, is is quite low risk. But maybe Arsenal need to do something which is low risk. But they just need a body. But even like Luka Jovic, I would have taken it for six months. Yeah. Like there's been talks that 
why are Arsenal getting him? But it's a six-month loan deal. People need to remember what he done for Frankfurt when they were doing well in the Europa League. They got to the semi-finals, but got knocked out by Chelsea. So he would for six months he would have been a perfect stopgap, but there is not many stopgaps at the moment. So I think Arsenal will be trying, but I don't think they're going to succeed. If I'm honest, I think. And then there's going to be a lot of questions asked when they do, because what's this guy doing? What's he playing at? Because he should be having plan B, plan C. But most of the time on Instagram and he's just eating like barbecue or he's doing <laughs> a barbecue or something like that. And I'm like, come on, Edu, man. Get us a striker. <laughs> Listen, food matters first before transfers. <laughs> before transfers but you ask what we've known since, since the transfer window opened on the 1st of January, it was clear what we needed, a striker and a midfielder. So why has it taken... It's the 26th of January right now. It's taking 26 days for Arsenal to finally be like, oh, oh, we need to make a signing here. We need to we need to make moves. Or oh, we don't even know if they are doing that. We do not know because things are quiet. We lost our Flavovic. I think that was the one deal where it was clear that Arsenal were pushing hard to get a deal over the line. But except from that, other players we haven't really been strongly linked with, of course, Arta Melo, and that has gone quiet as well, quiet, which, is, yeah. which is quite worrying. And uh, does this say does this say a lot about uh, Edu's negotiations because he's negotiating, sorry, because I saw reports that Lyon were demanding 60 million euros for Guimaraes, but Newcastle have managed to pick him up for 40 million euros. We see with Juventus managed to secure the door fly, which is in pretty in a pretty swift manner as well. So obviously their negotiations were very good. And now we're struggling to get an Artemelo. Is this is this a worrying theme that we're starting to notice here, or is are we overreacted? I don't think we're overreacting. Even like there was praise in the summer for Edu's. Um, obviously, we had a good summer transfer window, but most of the signings, I think, they were Arteta. Edu, I know, wanted um, Neto from Barcelona, but Arteta decided to get Ramsdale. Edu um, wanted Emerson Royal, but Arteta preferred Tomiyasu. So his talent IQ is not the best. But aside from that, his negotiations is not the best, as you've seen. I don't mind Arsenal going for uh, being ambitious and going for players like Vlahovic. That's what we need to do to get back into the top table of Europe's elite. But you need to have backup. If this reported agent has not been answering the phone and he's been saying that Vlahovic doesn't want to come, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time? Move on to the next target. Football's so big. There's so many strikers out there. You're focused on one player which you know there's a minimal chance you're going to get. So, yeah, this window is key for Edu because if we don't, say, sign anyone, a midfielder, striker, and we don't get Champions League football, the pressure is going to be on him mm-hmm. because he should be the one negotiating. He should be putting the deals over the line. Why does Arteta have to go to Colorado, Denver, to see Stan Kroenke? Arteta is a manager. When you think about it, Edu should be on the phone to Stan Kroenke. Edu should be in Colorado, Denver. Arteta's just finished the game against Burnley. Straight away, he's on the plane. And he's on the, on the, plane. He's on the plane to Colorado, Denver. But I love that. That shows that Arteta wants Arsenal to succeed. Him going all the way to America, look at all the players in Dubai, in Bahamas. Arteta's like, no, I've, get me on the plane to Stan Kroenke. This is what we need. Mm. I love that. 
that shows that he cares about the club. And yeah. what you got to do is on the barbecue in London. <laughs> but in, in reality, more it should be Stan Kunke coming to London and, yeah, and discussing with Arteta. But Arteta's like, we have to reach the pinnacle. <laughs> and we have to go to America to get Stan Kunke to speak. You know, Stan. You know, how Stan Kunke. Yeah, is. we know it is. Yes. No point even complaining about Fair that. But, but yeah, under, yeah it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be like people will be on Edu's back and rightly so because this is the perfect opportunity to get Champions League football. Mm-hmm. And if we don't if we don't strike while the arms hot, I think we'll be regretting it in a in a couple of years' time. We will, we will. And just to finish off the show, Umar, five days left. Your predictions. You say it so so like sad, so 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 <laughs> upset. <laughs> I don't honestly, Betty. Before, like, I, I was on the cup stream one week ago with TC. I was confident we could get a striker in, but I don't think um, it's going to happen. We've left it too late. Um, the targets that we've sounded out Dominic Calvert Lewin, um, Jonathan David, Ollie Watkins, the, the teams are not going to sell them, not the state in the market. Um, and we're not going to spend that money. <laughs> it's Arsenal. So I don't think anything will happen, if I'm honest. And It'll be a shame because this was the perfect opportunity to um, progress and take advantage of the, our situation. But um, hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully we can do something, but I'm not confident. Yeah, I hope you're, you are wrong also, but I, I have to agree with you. But I think if there will be one strike movement that will happen, it will be Aubameyang leaving the club. It won't be a strike <laughs> income. I know I had you there. <laughs> but it will be Aubameyang leaving the club, unfortunately. But we shall see what happens. Umar, thank you as always. You've been a legend. Guys, this has been Talking Transfers. Make, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave comments as well as we will be interacting. But most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.